0: Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now.
1: On this episode of Big Boys Don't Cry, we discuss the film Ace Ventura 2, When Nature Calls. You don't have to have seen the film to enjoy the podcast, but if you do listen without having seen it, just be aware there may be spoilers. Enjoy!
0: Hello there, stranger.
1: Howdy, partner.
0: (laughs) Someone poisoned the waterhole.
1: Yeah. (laughs) There is a snake in my boots. I'm back from the USA where everything is bigger. And if you don't believe me, just look at the size of this Pokemon coloring.
0: That is an extremely big Pokemon coloring book. Absolutely awesome. Look at the size of that Gengar. That is a big lad. He's
1: as big as my head. Absolutely.
0: Genuinely is the same size as Billy's
1: head for anyone listening. In awe at the size of this lad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Giant Pokemon colouring pages. Which we got from Walmart for like three dollars. So that was that was the highlight of my trip to the US really. Amazing. Did uh
0: did the, the largest adult child enjoy the colouring book?
1: He did, yeah, very much. We've still got a few sheets left, but yeah, he did.
0: So I think I think you told me, but who's his favourite Pokemon? Probably still Spr- Pikachu. Pikachu, but then Sprigat. Oh, of the
1: of the new three, yeah, yeah. So we got the magazine and it had it was focused on all the new ones. He liked that one.
0: Excellent. Excellent.
1: But yeah, it was good. We caught a lot of Pokemon in Pokemon Go out there as well, which is good fun. I was playing it a lot.
0: Very nice, and you get unique Pokemon, don't you, that you don't get in, in Britain. Yeah. In uh in, in American Pokemon Go. Yeah. It varies around the, the world, doesn't it?
1: Yeah, the Pokemon are all bigger over there as well. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and they're all walking on the wrong side of the street.
1: Yeah, of course.
0: Of course, in, Ameri- in America, um, being a Pokemon trainer is much harder because actually um, there's no national poker center service. Oh, yeah. You have to have Pokemon insurance to with your Pokemon.
1: Yeah. Or it costs you a lot of money. <laughs> or you, you can pay for a loot box, of course. You can always pay for a loot box. <laughs> Not in Pokemon Go. You can pay for stuff with real money if you want to, if you're a, a fool, but... You yeah.
0: can, yeah. It's a big money maker, isn't it?
1: Yeah. But someone's got to pay for it. I, you know, it's that kind of thing where actually I enjoyed playing it so much and I'm now so back into it that I can't believe that it's free, honestly, because it's so good.
0: Yeah, well, because, yeah, they make money off other people,
1: Yeah, don't they? There's always a whale. Isn't that what that um, Brendan Fraser movie's about? <laughs> the whale.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's it's about um, someone who's addicted to mobile games. Um This is a a genuine thing, by the way, for people who are not up to date with the way that uh, game developers and publishers talk about their customers. The
1: way that predatory Um, mobile games work. Yes.
0: So predatory mobile games and increasingly, unfortunately, AAA big budget mainstream video games um, refer to their key customers as whales, as the people who will spend a lot of money on microtransactions. So those real world payments that you can make in a video game um this is terminology taken from the gambling industry that's what they refer to gambling addicts as uh, to whales, as in the white whale essentially um and uh yeah they've taken not only that terminology over but also a lot of mechanics from the gambling industry over so if you're ever thinking about playing a mobile game and spending real world money um you are enabling some very seedy people so don't do it yeah this message brought to you by um a man and his friend. Am
1: I the man or are you the friend? Which is
0: which... <laughs> Our listeners can decide which way round it is. <laughs> it's who's the man and who's the friend?
1: <laughs> it's like the comic and the straight man formula. My granddad <laughs> claims that his father invented, but that's whole other story. Because you know my granddad is like that. a famous comedian. Yeah, yeah, he was, wasn't he? Like, yeah. Yeah. He claims that they predate Laurel and Hardy and whoever else. but yeah, Which I, I think is technically true, but they probably weren't the only people doing that kind of thing. I choose to believe that they were. I'm going to pretend. I'm going to bask in that reflected glory, which I think has transferred down the centuries into our podcast, right? Exactly. I'm the comic. You're the straight man. (laughs) You're never laughing, never
0: chuckling on this show. Never laughing, never making jokes whatsoever. I I mean, I am the one
1: who goes off on the most serious rants. That is true, actually, yeah. And I do tend to lower the tone, don't I? (laughs) See? This, This stuff writes itself. There we go. There we go. Yeah. Um, so movie so, news The so plane had the Super Mario Brothers movie
0: Was it good? Did you I, enjoy it? I,
1: I could not watch it because my children required, required constant supervision and did not sleep um, <laughs> But the kid in front of me watched it three times So I oh, saw it Like nice. I, sort of caught, I saw glimpses of it through the gap between the seats so, you know, when you're on a plane and you you can see what the person in front of you is watching through the gap between the suits, and they're usually watching something horrid. But in this case, it was it was the Super Mario Brothers movie, so I feel like I could piece it together now.
0: <laughs> oh, there we go. Did you enjoy what you saw, the, the little pieces that you put yeah.
1: together? Yeah, it looked to be, you know, happy and fun and, and jumpy and silly and in all the right ways, you know. I'm sure I'll get around to it eventually.
0: Excellent, excellent.
1: I did play, you know, the tiny little bits from My Children were Occupied. I actually was playing Zelda Oracle of Ages. Uh, no, Oracle of Seasons, because oh. they just released them on Switch Online. So, Are they good.
0: both? They're they're both on there now, then, yeah, Seasons yeah. and Ages. Very nice.
1: Very nice. And actually, I recommend that to anyone. Whether you used to, you played them as a kid or, or not, actually, it, they're really good examples of good Zelda, not new, bad Zelda. Yeah,
0: yeah. It's, it's not 3D like the heathen Zelda. Your weapons don't break like the Super Heathen's Elder. <laughs> you don't hear anybody speaking, which is another bonus.
1: Yeah, it's weird having a, having voices on it. I'm not <laughs> sure if I like it.
0: <laughs> Even the little ah that the Gorons make—that's too much for me can't stand it.
1: Yeah, no, not cool. But I've still not seen Oppenheimer. I've not seen Barbie. Have you seen Barbie? We were thinking of uh, trying to go and see it while we are out there, but couldn't make it work. No,
0: my, my partner saw Barbie and enjoyed it, but um, I really could not be bothered. And I want to watch Oppenheimer, but it's three hours long. I'm not going to sit down in the cinema for three hours to see a movie about some soy boy beta cut. <laughs> Who oh, gets the grammar I wrong. made a bomb. Yeah. Whoops. That was a bad idea.
1: The end. I am become death. Take a red pen to that one, sir. <laughs> I am become dork. That's what it should be. I am become um, failed your English test. You know, <laughs> yeah. I
0: I have heard that they don't actually show any depiction of the uh the the detonations in Hiroshima and Nagasaki. Yeah, and that feels a bit like a cop-out to me because actually people should recognise the sheer horror of what was unleashed by, you know, murdering all of those people for no reason. So it feels a bit of a cop-out that they don't do that, but maybe contextually it makes sense that they don't.
1: It sounds like it's a guy's walking into rooms and saying things film. Yeah, yeah. Which is fine for like an hour, but yeah, three hours. three hours, it's a bit much. Um, I can't deal with that.
0: And I, I've heard that its depiction is obviously, lots of people like to claim that Christopher Nolan is like this right wing propagandist filmmaker, and that's not actually true. And when you look at his works, it's far more complex than that. Um, lots of people like to point at the, the, um, Batman movies, and it's like, well, that's because they're, superhero movies which are inherently right-wing yeah yeah there's just something right-wing about any kind of vigilantism like that and particularly when you've got a superhero it naturally falls into those right-wing tropes and it's very hard to get away from that without a complete inversion of that kind of storytelling which some some people do and some people do successfully but yeah it's it's hard to do that with batman
1: who bats the batman (laughs) exactly we had this very, very similar conversation on the last episode, which we recorded like four weeks ago, which I still haven't put out, so...
0: Wait, did we? Did we <laughs> literally talk about the same thing then?
1: Yeah, and I was editing Jesus. it today, I know I'm sorry that I haven't put it out yet. It's been like a month break, but it's the holidays. <laughs> that's, but,
0: I'm going to shut up then, because if I'm literally just repeating myself here. Um, that, that shows my memory these days that I don't remember talking about
1: this. I didn't say who bats the Batman, though. That was That's, that's new. I had like a month to work on that line in between, so...
0: Excellent. Maybe we should just do a supercut of all my rambling, and we'll, we'll have one coherent message between the two.
1: I think that's what the people want. I think they don't want <laughs> they don't want me. I'm yeah. I'm, what I'm going to do with future episodes? Is edit it so it's just you talking about all the serious issues. <laughs> And then maybe, maybe actually we split it into two two, two podcasts. We
0: should do a two parter. (laughs) So, part one is without any of the context, me talking. And then the second part is without any of the context, you talking. Like that, um, piece it together. Like that Flaming Lips album where it was like four discs and you had to play them all simultaneously to truly understand it. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's silly. (laughs) We'll have to do that, but in podcast format. So, you have to play two episodes at the same time.
1: Yeah. I always thought the Flaming Lips was a very silly name for a band.
0: Very silly band, actually. I'm yeah. not a, I am not. never got into them. A few of my friends did. But there was something that never quite gelled for me
1: with them. No, I like that song, Yoshimi Battles the Pink Robots. And that's about it. But I appreciate that they have major goof factor. And I respect that.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I've got lots of respect for them. They're just not quite for me. I'm not sure why, because they've got a lot of things that should tick boxes for me, but they don't quite do it no speaking of speaking of things that don't do it let's talk about ace ventura (laughs) 2
1: yeah the racist one i was going to segue by trying to say something about oh there's no danger of guys walking into rooms and saying things in this film is there (laughs) unless he's like riding a crocodile into the room or something but yeah so the first one we had the transphobic one and now we've got the racist one
0: now we've got the incredibly racist yeah um (laughs) Did you enjoy Ace Ventura When Nature Calls? There is a toilet joke in the title.
1: I have a confession to make. I watched half of it before we went on holiday, and then I watched the other half today. So I have basically no memory of the first half, and I can only really remember the second half. And so I'm going to do this based on my watching of the second half of the film, plus the notes that I made on the first half of the film. So my memory (laughs) is going to be hazy. But... Okay, let's try and find the things—the things that um, things that were good. So in the beginning, there's guys talking about him, and, and they're saying a guy saying he's looking for him, and he says he bends over and speaks from his rear. That made me laugh.
0: That was a good. That was a good line. Yeah,
1: and there's I um. So I have to say, iconic performance from Simon Callow, right? <laughs> Simon's one-man Christmas Carol Callow. <laughs>
0: yeah, he's a very good. He's a very good evil evil man As the is the kind
1: of evil posh guys and when he first meets them at their posh party he's sending them up in a way that is fantastic in a way that is really kind of um it's almost like traditional sort of clowning isn't it it's sort of um satirizing people and speaking truth to power and taking the piss out of the people who hold the power and are really uptight that's that's what clowning is at its heart and its Mm. history right so that i felt like that was a really really strong scene but it never really delivered on the promise of that did it because it was too busy making silly animal jokes and being racist and having him (laughs) wrestling crocodiles and then turning everything around to the obvious point where it's like a poo heist movie so yeah it was unfortunate but again it's like it was the same as the first one right his physical comedy is genius and that side of it, when it's done well, is genius. But all the contextual stuff in the writing is just so abysmal that it's very, very hard to root for it, isn't it?
0: Yeah, there, there is... This is an incredibly racist movie.
1: It's basically Ace Ventura to King Solomon's Mines, isn't it?
0: Yeah, it's very much the book King Solomon's King Solomon's Minds. Crocodiles. Um, very, yeah.
1: King Solomon's Mines Full of Bat Guano. It
0: is, it is awful, and it's impossible to... I mean, even at the time, this had a lot of controversy about its depiction of people in Africa. Did it?
1: Yeah. Because I was looking through like, the Wikipedia page to look for that bit, and it's not there. But there is the kind of box office stuff, which is the film grossed $37.8 million during its opening weekend, taking the number one spot. And against its $30 million budget, was a huge financial success, surpassing its predecessor.
0: Yeah, it did a lot better than the first one. Um, and of course actually gets shown on television a lot more mm. um, and so actually from those kind of residuals it's content it's continually making money all the time because it's constantly on tv i
1: definitely remember this being on tv a lot in like the late yeah. 90s more so than the first one
0: and so yeah it's been a real a real money maker um i will say one thing in its favor the rhinoceros scene remains one oh. of the funniest things that Jim Carrey has ever done and is one of the funniest things that was in a 90s movie overall.
1: I had completely forgotten about it and it took me by surprise. <laughs> and then I was like, oh yeah, this is the film where that happens. That's um, truly <laughs> grotesque. If you want a definition of grotesque, that's then you could just show that scene, couldn't you?
0: Genuinely was laughing so loud. During that scene, and I just wish the rest of the movie was as good as that. And I think maybe it's those pockets of moments like that which give this movie a better reputation than it deserves. That there are moments in this film that are very, very funny. And and the scene where,
1: like, he has to let his slinky go down the mountain steps before he'll join the guy, the guy on the very important quest or whatever. Like that. Yeah, that when the film is just clowning, it works.
0: Yeah, it's when. That clowning is put into an uncomfortable context that the movie starts falling apart. So, less so with the poo jokes. Poo jokes, fine. That fits a. Fits Nothing wrong with that.
1: His but, face saying guano like over and over. <laughs> yeah, I can watch that on a
0: loop all day. Yeah, but but yeah, it is an incredibly racist movie all the way through, um, which does make it very uncomfortable to watch.
1: Yeah. And it's sort of, it's quite sustained throughout it, isn't it? Whereas in the first one, the... You get the sudden shock yeah. of transphobia in the first one, don't you? The, the, the first sort of 45 to 50 minutes of the first one, I think I said this on the previous episode, but we good. We're quite enjoyable yeah. and funny and silly yeah. and joking around, clowning in that classic way that he can do. And then suddenly, as soon as it had to have a plot, it just shifted in a horrible direction. Whereas this one, it kind of, it drops the nasty plot on you from the get-go.
0: Yeah, I mean even the immediate scenes where he's meditating in a temple um already is based on stereotypes. Yeah, yeah. And from there it just gets worse and worse and worse as it goes on. Um and yeah, it's it's just bad. <laughs> really bad and really uncomfortable to watch. Um so yeah, not recommended, but do watch the rhino scene on YouTube because genuinely.
1: It's the it's only straight- scene that you need to watch
0: it is the only and there's one thing that I would change about it the boy at the end in the family goes cool or something like that and that's annoying oh everyone should have (laughs) been as horrified by seeing a rhinoceros giving birth to a man that little boy was you though no I would (laughs) not have acted that way I am not an American child from the 1990s no no I am in fact an old British man
1: you, you've States. always been an old British man. I've before. always been an old British man. But I don't think you'd have been shocked by that. You'd have just looked at it with ennui.
0: Yeah, I would have just been like, oh, this again. Oh,
1: I've seen that, it before. <laughs> that,
0: that, that's where Jim Carrey came from.
1: Yeah, that's how he was born. <laughs>
0: um, yeah, so so it is, it is a bad... It is a bad film as well, I think. Um, I was bored more than in the first one
1: yes, me too
0: it is yeah it's it's quite dull. I think it's more formulaic than the first one and a lot of the sort of adventure romp moments don't really bring anything to the table
1: no, not at all and it's interesting because it's a different director and writer um Steve Odekirk, not Odin Kirk. He's not related to Bob Odenkirk, who um, who is a friend of Jim Carrey's uh, and also works with Tom Shadyak a lot. So mm. it's like they're they're all part of the same circle. But often with these '90s things, when they used to turn them around, like they'd shoot the films back to back, like Beethoven and Beethoven second or whatever, it's the exact same team doing the exact same thing. But this was a different a different team. So maybe he just made it more boring. Maybe he's just a boring writer.
0: Well, he's done some some good stuff. Over the years, and some
1: not so good stuff. I hope you are not talking so, about the Nutty Professor or the <laughs> so Nutty Professor ob- Two. The Clumps,
0: obviously, the Nutty Professor and the Nutty Professor Two are the greatest movies of all time. Um, no, I am talking about Kung Pao Into the Fist,
1: uh, which is. <laughs> have you ever have you ever seen, <laughs> no, seen that? That's it. I've never he- heard of this. This is this looks insane. <laughs> it's it's
0: an experience. Um, I tell you that much. It's a, it's a basically like a parody of um, like classic Hong Kong okay. action movies, martial arts movies. I'm listening. Um, and it uses an original movie from the 70s to, and then sort of recuts the footage to make a new movie alongside with some new footage as well. So it's kind of like this weird hybrid of. Um, of the two, and you get to see him. I think it's squirrel nunchucks. It might be hamster nunchucks. It's been a very long time. I'm looking since at I've the
1: poster. It. They look like sort of groundhogs. But Maybe it's groundhogs. Yeah,
0: <laughs> I remember some kind of rodent as um as as nunchucks. So this is, extremely a, this is this is the write movie. the
1: theme tune, sing the theme tune gig. It's directed by, written by, produced by, and starring Steve Kirk. So this is his magnum opus
0: it is and at the time like when it immediately came out people did not like it very much but it immediately became a um immediately became a big hit and with like people watching it when they rented it and and buying the videos and things like that right um so it immediately um became really Big. And it's it's a kind of thing that I quite enjoy actually. Um is that kind of re-edited footage into something new. So one example is um do you know the TV show Archer, the animated show about the spy? Um the guys who did that they made a show called C Lab 2021. Um and what they did was they cut together footage from an old show called C Lab 2020 into a new sort of adult animated show with this cast of awful, awful characters who are living under the sea in these little bubbles, like the original. And whereas the original was sort of like this environmentalism story, um, this was just awful human beings who were completely incompetent. And, and you can kind of see the through roads from it to um, Archer, where it's about a bunch of incompetent spies instead. Um, and like Space Ghost is another example. Um, what's Space uh, Ghost? So, I I clearly spent too much time watching um Adult Swim cartoons at two in the morning when I couldn't sleep because of um because of insomnia when I was a kid.
1: <laughs> I remember Aquatina <laughs> Hunger Force from that one, which always yeah, used to so, freak me out
0: a lot. So, so if you stayed up after teen Hunger Force and then after like Wonder, Wonder and Wonder Shosen. That's like what I was going to
1: say. What's it? Wonder Shosen? Where the kid said that was racist um yes yeah that's right that, i loved uh, and, um ace ventura too
0: <laughs> they could have, yeah i mean that it would have got overused because it would be every after yeah. every scene um so uh space ghost coast to coast was um they they took these 60s superhero cartoons and then they re-edited them to do like a talk show so you had space ghost who was the talk show host and then talking to other characters and it was really weird but also like strangely funny and comforting to watch that's cool yeah so there was i quite there was like this run of these kind of things and it's quite nice to see people using old footage of things and editing them into something new um and actually another thing that i love is i as you know i love like 80s b-movies yeah and the number of them that used the same footage and then re-edited it into different movies there's like three alien knockoffs that all use the same um like spaceship footage oh yeah yeah in the same yeah. and, and they just like reverse it and flip it and then put it in a different movie or they reuse the same spacesuits in another thing and i love that kind of stuff um so so yeah maybe that's why kung pao sort of spoke to me as well because it it's a similar kind of thing where it's like rejigging something old into something new. It's just quite interesting the way they do it. So yeah, watch Kung Pao. It's incredibly stupid.
1: That does actually sound quite good. Yeah. Um,
0: it's also possibly really racist. I've not watched it in years, so who knows? Maybe it's also incredibly racist. I mean, it does have something of a
1: track record there.
0: <laughs> oh, yes.
1: Um... But looking at his filmography, the last thing he worked on, according to this well, film, at least, was Cowboys and Aliens, which he's got the story credit for. But then there's a TBA for something called Ricky Stanicki, an upcoming comedy film directed by Peter Farrelly and starring Zac Efron, John Cena and Jermaine Fowler. Uh, this actually sounds good. Ricky Stanicky is the name of an imaginary character invented by three long-term friends as someone to blame for their misbehaviour over the past two decades. When the partners become suspicious and demand to meet him, they hire a washed-up actor to bring the character to life, and that's John Cena. I think that's a genius bit of casting.
0: That sounds great. That that genuinely sounds really good. Ah, <laughs> oh, I'd yeah, I'd watch, I'd watch that. Um, yeah. What else has he done? He wrote the screenplay to Cowboys and Aliens.
1: <laughs> I've not seen that. I heard that he- was
0: really boring and not very good.
1: Yeah. Good good title, good premise, good cast. <laughs> it could only be downhill from there. How did they
0: it? mess up a movie with Daniel Craig, Harrison Ford and Olivia Wilde in it? And Paul, Paul Dano's in it as well. What on earth? Sam Rockwell.
1: You yeah, go that's such a good such a good idea for a rubbish film that shouldn't have good people in it. Do you know what I mean?
0: Yeah, I suppose um Snakes on a Plane esque
1: exactly. Yeah. We should have one big actor and that's it. Yeah, yeah.
0: That's too many big actors. You need one. And then that
1: becomes their film, doesn't it?
0: That's true. That's
1: true. Obviously, Samuel L. Jackson is probably best known for playing Mace Windu and then getting killed <laughs> and falling out of a window. But, you know. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I love Samuel
1: L. Jackson. No, no, He is fantastic, obviously. He has so many greats.
0: fantastic deaths in films as well. Like Deep Blue Sea, the most underrated Samuel L. Jackson movie. Yeah. Um adore that film. That's that's yeah, iconic. Um yeah, it's a shame that he's now seen as as a Marvel man because actually he's done so many interesting things. I know. Um it's a shame that Marvel's kind of overridden everything. But oh well. Um so uh we've had a massive diversion here. Um but we are meant to be talking about Ace Ventura. Yeah.
1: Welcome to the Steve Oderkirk show. <laughs>
0: um but it's just a bit racist and bland at the same time i suppose there's not many laughs
1: not many not enough to sustain it really they're sort of few and far between compared to the first one aren't they and then when they come you're like yes this is great but then it it doesn't in the next scene there's some just some silly stuff happening and you're like why do i care
0: Mm. Mm. exactly exactly you're
1: gonna wrestle another crocodile or jump on another elephant or whatever just like yeah I liked or, yeah, the, the running joke. He dislikes bats. I get it. Yeah.
0: There's a couple of parodies in here. Um, I like the parody of, uh, Cliffhanger at the beginning. I don't know if you've ever seen Cliffhanger.
1: Yeah. We talked about that, didn't we? I have not seen it. Because when we talked about Cutthroat Island, this is the film that Rennie Harlan made before that, isn't it?
0: Oh, yes. Yeah. That's right. Um, yeah, and the whole intro scene of the raccoon in this where the raccoon falls from the mountain. Um it's basically a shot for shot remake of the beginning of Cliffhanger apart from rather than a raccoon it's a woman in Cliffhanger. Um so yeah, that that that's um that's something at
1: least. See, that's good. Again, do more parody stuff, you know, take the piss out of more more films because that they can that knows that he can do that well and that they can do that well. Should have just done a bunch of that.
0: Yes. Yeah, they could have they could have done that. Um, but yeah, there's, it's just a bit...
1: should have done a piss take of Congo.
0: <laughs> when did Congo come out versus this?
1: Wasn't that... Oh, when did we talk about... It was the same year. It was, oh, it was a big the same year. year for okay. I thought it was earlier than that. That's why Tim Curry wasn't in this. He was busy. He should have been in this.
0: He could have played... Although I, lo- I did like his performance. Um, he could have played um, Ian McNeese's character. Um, the sort of bumbling sidekick.
1: Um, Tim Curry could have played him. That would have been Absolutely, nice. yeah. Did or you, even the Simon Callow sort of posh guy role. That's
0: true, yeah. And then he wouldn't have had to have a massive transphobe in uh, in the movie, which is what Simon Callow is now.
1: Oh, is he? Yeah. He's, he's I didn't know that, but on that one. doesn't surprise me. He's He's gone off on one about self-ID and it's like,
0: oh, trans people are dangerous. It's like, shut the fuck up.
1: <laughs> shut, shut up and do your Christmas Carol show. <laughs> <laughs> Piss off. Um, <laughs> did you know that
0: Ian McNeice was in the TV miniseries of Dune in the year 2000. No. Yeah, so he played Baron Harkonnen.
1: I've never seen that one.
0: You have William Hurt as Duke Leto Atreides. Right.
1: Um, and I don't... Does it cover the whole of the book?
0: Yeah, so it's the whole book in one miniseries. And I think they then did um, the sequel as well. They did another series, but I don't know if it had the same cast. It has some. Oh, I see this here. Frank Herbert's
1: *Children of Dune*.
0: It has some spectacular, um, terrible CGI. That's as much as I remember of it.
1: The co- the cover very much betrays that. I'm looking at it. Oh, right does now. it? <laughs> this looks like a DVD you'd get from the pound shop.
0: Yeah, I remember thinking, "Oh, it is alright," but yeah, the 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 DVD the 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 the, the, the um, uh, all of the CGI and everything is very
1: bad. James McAvoy's in it. Oh, really? Yeah. What, in, Chil- in
0: Children of Dune? Or Frank in, Herbert's
1: Children Dune? of Dune. Ah, oh, like, so yeah.
0: you're you're looking at the sequel, which all, I'm just going to have a look at this now. And it's also got... It's got Susan Sarandon in it. I know. What on earth?
1: Alice Krieg. She's a friend of the podcast.
0: Yeah. <laughs> friend of the podcast.
1: As in, we saw her in <laughs> one do, film that was good that I can't we, remember. We, yeah, we
0: do, love, we do love her. Um, but, uh, but yeah, how young was James McAvoy in this?
1: Well, let's see. He must have been very young. 1979 he was born. This is 2003, so not not that young. Not a child.
0: What what was he in around around this time? I'm going to go look up James. Welcome to the looking up stuff on IMDb. Because it's That's more interesting, interesting. than thing is, Ace Ventura The thing two. is that there's nothing, there's else, not there's to nothing else, else to say about Ace Ventura 2. It's just We could dig into how and why it's and racist, races. but there's no point. <laughs> No, I mean it's just so surface level, obviously racist that it's kind of just pointless talking about yeah. it as well. So this he repeats was... the loser joke, loser. Oh yeah, he does that, and he says like a yeah. glove. So it's pre Wimbledon, even pre Wimbledon, pre shameless,
1: pre pre Mr. Tumnus, pre atonement. Oh, that's a boring film. Yeah, more like. Uh, sleepment That's because falling asleep. Dour, boring film based on a dour, boring book.
0: You know what my favourite film of his is? What? Because it's not X Men as good as he is. Um, it is Filth, the adaptation of the book by train um, Welsh. Trainspotting film. Yeah, Edwin Welsh. I've never seen it.
1: Which is fab. It's really good. It's got an excellent um, poster. He's riding a bottle of whiskey like a bucking bronco.
0: Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> Amazing. Um, yeah, no, it's very good. Highly recommend it. It's, yeah, not the not the most pleasant watch, as you'd imagine, but um, but it is good. Yeah,
1: did you you didn't see the recent His Dark Materials, did you? No, no, Asriel I heard it was very good. It was really good.
0: Ah, he was the cheeky chappy himself. Yeah, he nailed it. No, I, I do need to watch that, because I do like His Dark Materials. I remember enjoying the books a lot when I was... Off,
1: a, it's a It adapts faithfully whilst, you know, taking the right liberties for TV, such as having Lynn manuel Miranda in it, you know. He was very good. <laughs> as, he was as, very you, good too.
0: as you have to. Who did he play? Did he he play... Um, the American the, man. The, the, the
1: Air Balloon Man. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's Who right. played
0: the big bear? Who was the bear? Um, Captain Bear Man. That's a
1: good question. It wasn't... Um, I think it. Was sort of it like, wasn't
0: Andy Serkis. <laughs> no.
1: Well, it could have been. You never know. Um, let's see.
0: Because it had Ruth Wilson in as well, didn't it? Yes.
1: Brilliant. She was Mrs. Coulter. She was very good. Um, Joe Tanberg doesn't even have a blue name on Wikipedia, so good for him. Oh. Voice and motion capture, an armored bear. Oh well, then.
0: I see that he was. I'm just looking up now. I see that he was in a Warhammer video game. Oh. So. There you Fair go. Dues. That's what you like.
1: Yes. And Peter Serafinovitz voice, one of the other bears.
0: Has been in multiple Final Fantasy.
1: Oh, really? Um,
0: multiple Final Fantasies. There we go. Oh Well, well do wanna, done, Joe Tenberg. We do you want a
1: Final Fantasy VII update?
0: Yeah, where you at?
1: Well, I, I completed it, as you know. But no, you know, I, I released a cover of the... Um, The battle theme, a lo-fi version a while back, which is used as the intro to this show. Well, I put it out on Spotify recently, and I didn't realize that it had even gone out because the distributor didn't email me or anything. And then I was checking today, (laughs) and it's there. And for some reason, they've put the release year as 1997. So it's as if... <laughs> because as that's if the year the game the came official, out. Uh, so they've mixed up like the licensing of when the original track came out and when my version came out. So if you go on my Spotify <laughs> profile, it says, I released a bunch of music last year and then a track in 1997. <laughs> So I'd like to think that I travel back in time to 1997 to give everyone the to, to preach the gospel of Lo-Fi Hip Hop before it really was in existence. Oh, no, there we go, video game yeah. fans. So yeah, it's ahead. it's out now. Anyway, I'm going to try. Speaking and get of
0: music, corrected. I have a song out which I don't yes. think was out the last time we did an episode.
1: No, it wasn't. Send it to me and I'll put put it on the end of the end of the episode.
0: Yeah, I've done a cover of Arctic Monkeys.
1: Which, the as apartments. I said, I said before, I prefer it to the original. I genuinely think you've taken the vibe of it and made it what it's supposed to be.
0: Oh, thank you. It's it's sleazy synth rock, which is what
1: everything I do turns out in eventually. Yeah, everything and
0: becomes sleazy goblin
1: synth. There's nothing wrong with that. <laughs> this is you know, everything with Jim Carrey ends up with him bending over and speaking from his rear. You know, that's. <laughs>
0: um so uh, genuinely is there anything else you'd like to say about this movie
1: i don't think so no compared to the first one it's not as good i think if you've never seen either of them maybe watch the first one if you're sort of morbidly curious but it's an uncomfortable watch for many reasons but it does it is a good indication of how and why Jim Carrey is funny and why he is famous for being a clown and a good showcase of his physical comedy I mean the, even just the opening scene of the first film I think is is a master class in how to in physical comedy and how to open a film but yeah this is kind of the the sequel that they churned out that made lots of money that's actually just rubbish so probably not really worth revisiting unless you really enjoyed the first one and have the nostalgia for it and if like us you you saw it on the TV in the late 90s all the time then it might give you that nostalgic hit but i got that from the first one a little bit i didn't really get that from this one at all even even the rhino scene which just disgusted me
0: <laughs> genuinely i think the rhino scene is the best uh the best thing that they've they've done uh, in either of the movies, I thoroughly enjoyed it, but um, but yeah, I understand that it's not necessarily uh, for everybody. But I I enjoy it a lot because I'm a horrible human being.
1: There's probably even like better poo heist films out there. I can't think of any off the top of my head. If you know any, email us. Big boys don't cry podcast. If you
0: that's our niche now. Poo
1: heists. <laughs> There's a um a podcast I listened to. with, You know Brandon Sanderson, the fantasy author. Oh yeah. And yeah. he does a podcast with Dan Wells, who's a, another author. Um, it's called Intentionally Blank. I listen every week. It's really good. It's only ever like half an hour and they just talk about some kind of geek culture stuff or whatever they like, but they always start with a food heist. So maybe, uh, like, whether they found it in the news or whatever. So maybe this will be our new thing. A poo heist. You're going to find, go. find one every week.
0: Poo heists. Poo heists.
1: Yeah. <laughs> that, that sounded like you were singing that to the tune of Do Hust" by Rammstein.
0: Pooh Poo heist heist big
1: <laughs> um, <laughs> very good and that's the level of comedy you get from Ace Ventura 2. so there <laughs> that's I go the level of I'm comedy you again. get
0: from big boys productions while
1: Rob the straight man does no laughing
0: <laughs> um, so did we decide what we were going to watch next
1: no, no how are we going to rate Ace Ventura 2? oh shit is yeah the, is um, it a, how much how many bags of bat guano are you stealing to sell
0: I'm, I'm Taking six bags, literally, for the
1: rhino scene. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Six bags full of a possible 20. Yeah. I'd I'd say that's about right. Fuck
0: this movie, man. (laughs) Fuck it. I'm done with it. Get out of here, Ace Ventura, you absolute creep. Get in the bin. Yeah. Done with you. Um, So we've got the Alvin and the Chipmunks movies.
1: That's right. We were going to do that, weren't we? Shall we do squeak timber that's that's good that's good I like that and well, do them I, in because my September. original name was Alvin and the chip month which you can do on any month but it, if, it, if you want it to fit the month then squeak timber works well I we think. could
0: do squeak timber colon Alvin and the chip month
1: yeah that's good that's good that's epic you'd see that on a, like a huge poster yeah you? yeah that's
0: what we should do and we should massively publicize it we should buy a load of twitter ads and be e- like you mean x ads no, I'm. If I'm still calling bloody the the Camden Barfly the Camden Barfly instead of whatever the hell it's called now, I'm not going to be calling Twitter X anytime soon.
1: Because uh, I was about to describe it as a prolific Xer, but that sounds wrong, <laughs> doesn't it? <laughs>
0: I just send lots of kisses in my texts to people I'm a perfect
1: Kexer. <laughs> the Camden Assembly, that's so boring No,
0: it's the Barfly That's rubbish Not the Assembly, it's the Barfly well, I
1: haven't been there since it was the Barfly so. I, I have, probably since we it's played still the Barfly
0: there. Oh really, was that the last time you were there? Potentially, I don't ah.
1: know No, I have been there since then It's a good venue It is,
0: it is oh, I miss gigging Gigging, I was gigging so
1: and going to gigs. Been yeah.
0: To I've not been to a gig since earlier. February. February was when I was last at one. God knows when you were last at a gig.
1: Pre-COVID. Yeah. February 2020. It was Kevin Devine at the um, Bush Hall. Shepherd's Bush. Ah.
0: Which what's the name good. of the actor with the surname divine are they related adam adam, divine. adam,
1: devine adam, adam devine? i'm fat now <laughs> yeah are they related no divine. they're not related <laughs> they
0: should be they should they should pretend they should do a podcast the divine divine podcast. and Divine.
1: devine and divine yeah that would be that would be good you say Divine and
0: i say divine let's do a podcast.
1: and then they could get adam levine from maroon 5 to <laughs> come in and be creepy and ruin it for everyone <laughs> He just drops into the chat. That podcast of yours is absurd. <laughs> <laughs> oh, um, so what shall we do next? I Well, let's, let's see, because the timing of this... Because I've got to get the other Ace Ventura one out pr- soon, and I haven't done that yet. So we could actually just potentially dig right into Alvin and the Chipmunks and get ahead, just for scheduling reasons.
0: We could, but then...
1: Or have you got well, something else you want to drop the on? The issue
0: is that then we've been watching probably six back to back bad movies.
1: That's true, that's true. Are oh, you want to watch something well good? not
0: good, but something in There goes the straight man <laughs> something <again>. enjoyable <laughs> and I have something in mind.
1: Okay, okay. Because we've not talked about it. And in fact I don't think we've really mentioned it. A film that we've not really mentioned at all. Yeah. Interesting. In our in our, our show's history. Yeah.
0: Um Flash Gordon. Oh, which I wow. which I randomly remembered existed today, and I thought, well, let's let's talk about that because there's loads of romance in Flash Gordon.
1: Absolutely. Did um did you get people making Flash Gordon jokes at you at school?
0: Constantly. And if you remember, um in Titans and Kings, they always referred to me as Flash. Yeah. And in fact, got me a Flash Gordon t shirt.
1: But I think there's it. nothing wrong with that. I think that's good.
0: I like it. I have very little in common with Flash Gordon. Apart well, maybe from the we'll, love we'll of, find of, out of low-cut tops, which I am a fan of.
1: <laughs>
0: yeah, maybe I'm we'll find thought... out next
1: week that there's more than you think.
0: <laughs> the lower the the cut of the top, the better for me.
1: Absolutely.
0: For anyone who's not met me in real life, this is a genuine thing. I love like low scoop neck. It's real. You know, he's he's, yeah. he's not lying. All about that. All about the 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 Henley fit tops as well. Anything that shows off a bit of chest. Is that what they call you know? it? A
1: Henley fit? Is that a Boris a great- Johnson thing? Is that what all the all the hip guys in Henley on Thames are wearing?
0: Um, <laughs> that's that's what they're doing. No, so so when you've got like the little buttons uh, down.
1: Oh right. When yeah. you've
0: got like three buttons that are open. Sorry, I'm just gonna like, go close like, it the it window because
1: it's started raining. Ah. Flash. Uh, I'm back. That was very quick. (laughs) Didn't give you enough time to to shit talk me while I was while I was away. No,
0: I didn't. I was I'm too tired to, to trash talk today um yeah so welcome to the men's fashion cast everybody but when you've got like those three or four button ones and then it turns into a regular t-shirt or a regular long sleeve shirt that's a henley right and then of course you've got the granddad i was gonna shirts, say i thought that was a granddad outfit. shirt but that's something uh, else that's so the when a the, the little is fully collar gra- yeah. no granddad is fully buttoned right so it's a shirt but actually that shirt without the um without the what's it um the grandma at the grammar, exactly. Um, yeah. So uh, yeah. So that's what a Henley is. So there, we've learned something today, everybody.
1: Very good. Every day is a school day. For, <laughs> Indeed. For Ace Ventura and Flash Gordon. Oh dear. All right. Well, that's a good idea. And now everyone knows what we're doing for the next yeah, the next six weeks. So <laughs> <laughs> like five five weeks. Yeah. But that's that's good. That's good. We're going from so last year was it swash timber or was that two years ago? I don't know what year it is. I don't know. So, from swash to squeak. <laughs> so, yeah, um, tune in next week to hear us talk about Flash Gordon. You can, um, find us on Twitter or X if you really want to. No, no refuse to if you call lecture. it X. We're we'll block you, you yeah. Um,
0: <laughs> Although, we won't be able to block you soon. He's literally. Announced today that he's looking to get rid of blocking on Twitter, which I think would make Twitter not of uh, not legal in many European countries. Yes, and possibly not legal on the Apple Store. Yes, so he might not have thought this through,
1: like every other decision he's ever made. So there we go. <laughs> so find us on Twitter as long as it's still there at Big Boys Don't Pod. Email us bigboysdon'tcrypodcast at gmail with your poo heists. And we'll be back <laughs> next week to talk about Flash Garden. Alrighty. Okay. Bye bye. Bye.